everyone? What's up? What's up? It's your boy Jacob. So there, that's, this is an emergency podcast, and I was actually just film, not filming, recording the other another podcast episode yesterday, and then this came up: the AI Developer Day, OpenAI's Developer Day, and they've released a ton of things. So if you don't know, OpenAI are the ones behind ChatGPT and basically everything AI. Like there's a few other companies, but pretty much every other startup is like basing their anything AI based off of OpenAI's softwares and well, not software API. Anyways, let's break down what's happened. I'm going to break it down on a developer level, and I'm going to tell you what this means for the average consumer and for the average uh, person making automations, automation engineer, I guess. I don't know if you call it engineer. So a lot, they, they, they announced a lot. Okay. So OpenAI has released decent amount of stuff the past year that GPT-4 came out, which is, what is, is amazing. Dolly 3 came out, which they integrated with ChatGPT. That's to make AI images and it's very seamless and it's included in the pro subscription. So, so worth it. Got to get ChatGPT Pro. And they released plugins. They've done the code interpreter. They released a ton of stuff, but this honestly game changer, what they've released today. So this is the big news. Okay. They've released, they're releasing GPT-4 Turbo. So we've had, we have GPT-3.5 Turbo, then we have GPT-4 right now. Now there's GPT-4 Turbo. But the big news on that is it's been trained on data up to April, 2023 versus if you use ChatGPT right now, it's trained on data up to January, 2022. So it doesn't know any events that happened after January, 2022. And now it knows all the way up to April, 2023. So, I mean, this is a random example the Ukraine war, Ukraine, Russia, like it wouldn't have known about that. And now obviously would know that and would know everything else. It's unknown at this time, whether GPT-4 Turbo is actually a more powerful model. If it's trained on more up-to-date information, one could assume that it has learned more and it's taken in more information. I don't know how many data points it's on trained on. I feel like, I feel like it's around the same, but anyways, the big thing is, is GPT-4 Turbo one for developers and people who are making automations. It is significant, like three times, basically three, there's two times and three, basically three times cheaper than GPT-4 using the API. So like if you wanted to do automations in Make or Zapier, now it's three times cheaper to do so, which is amazing. Like I've been talking about, uh, and you'll hear on the next episode of this, I'm like a little frustrated about just building some of these automations and it's a little too expensive for my customers, like the recruitment company. But now, now that it's three times cheaper, it should totally be within reach to properly price things. So that's huge. Another huge thing is it has the biggest context window of any, any LLM. So any AI model. So it's 128,000 tokens. So what that means is now, you know, when you're in chat GBT and you like, if you see, you put, you put like way too long of a prompt, like maybe like eight pages now. And like, that's been the limit. And it's like, oh, sorry, this text is too long. I don't know if, I don't know if you'll actually be able to do this in ChatGPT, but for automating stuff and making programs, GPT-4 Turbo now can take in about 300 pages of text, which is crazy. And that's obviously so expensive, but 300 pages. So just begin to like, there's so many things that can be made from this. So that's, that's basically it for GPT-4 Turbo, which I'm super hyped up about. Yep, they made it more affordable. Oh, it's also more, it's faster, hence the turbo. Like the actual text will come out faster from it. So you've probably heard this thing, agents, AI agents. And 
it's been a little confusing on how to make AI agents and implement them. And it's been very custom code and it hasn't been easy. And AI agents, I'm just going off the top of my head and trying to explain this, but AI agents basically, they actually do the tasks. So you can set specific role-based AIs where you actually have them go out and do stuff. So if like, if you were to like make a task list and then you would, like I use AutoGPT as an example, it's another program. So if I made a task list, I like, or if I'm running a business and I was like, Hey, I need to go research pumpkins. I need to research pumpkin sales in, in Canada. How many pumpkin sales have there been in the past year? ChatGPT like might not know that off the top of its head, but an agent can go on its own and research that, find that out and then bring that information back to you. And then it can even start building your pumpkin business. Like it's pretty crazy. So AI agents basically are like, like they are agents that are using AI, but they're specific task based and they're specific roles for what you need them to do. ChatGPT now, it's pretty crazy. So they're democratizing AI. So they allow you to build custom chatbots with no code, custom chatbots, which are basically agents with no coding required. You basically tell, you basically type out what you want the chatbot or agent to do. And it will, it will basically, it will do that. Like it will understand you, you don't have to code it. It will make itself. There's going to be a GPT store for all these custom chatbots slash agents. So now, and the people who make the agents are actually going to be able to be paid depending on their usage. Like OpenAI is going to split the revenue with them, which is going to spur on a lot of development, which is going to create a lot of agents. Think, think the Apple app store, but for custom bots and agents, if that makes sense, but it's very exciting and it's going to be amazing what you can like help companies with and automations you can make like they can connect to zapier and make.com not right now but they will soon it's gonna be amazing the automations you can make you can basically you know, agents you can think of it as like an employee almost like you could have them do real custom stuff okay yeah so other than that microsoft's what's his name satya nadella the ceo of microsoft made an appearance and he was just firing everyone up just saying our partnership's great with OpenAI. OpenAI announced they're made doing this thing called copyright shield and it's basically saying that like if a company, let's, let's just say a company makes an image using AI, I don't know if this is the best way to explain it, but if they make an image using AI and it, for some reason, ended up using like someone else's art, and then that's actually like kind of showable, like someone can actually tell that, then OpenAI is actually now making a thing called copyright shield, where they'll deal with all the legal aspects of anything AI generated. So. Not just images, like even text. Like if it comes up, if ChatGPT gives you uh, text that is basically copywriting something, OpenAI will like, they'll deal with all the copyright issues. They'll deal with all the legal. Like if you get sued, they'll the one, they're the ones who are going to deal with it. I don't know the logistics into that. It's probably like, you know, there's probably tons of pages of documents into how that all works. I just know that overview. Okay, let's talk about briefly, uh, just going off the cuff here. I just wanted how to tell you how this can integrate with automations. So just a little quick bit, because I haven't thought of this very well yet. I need to study it a bit more, but they showed an example of basically an AI agent that was made and it hooked up to uh, Zapier, the ChatGPT. They're allowing Zapier integration just within ChatGPT. And it was kind of crazy. It was like, they had it hook up to Zapier and they were basically like, they were like, oh, can you check my calendar? and see what I have at four o'clock. And then it basically, the agent hooks up with Zapier to then hook up with Google Calendar, which then pulls what they have for that day at 4 p.m. And then it basically says, okay, cool. Can you text 
he took Sam Altman that we have this reminder that we have this thing at 4 a.m. And I think it integrates with some type of SMS system and the agent goes and, and emails. So we're talking like full on like Jarvis assistant. It could even code. It could even use code interpreter to code things, which is crazy. Or in the future. Then in the last thing for the chatbot slash agents, a big thing to think about is, yeah, the big thing I forgot to mention is they, they allow you to like fine tune the, the chatbots slash AI agents with your own knowledge base, right? So obviously GPT-4 Turbo knows a ton, knows like it's updated to April, right? But it sometimes won't know specific things. Like, so say you're using it for a company and you needed to understand company documents. Now you can upload the company documents to it and GPT-4 will reference that in all of its responses, which you could do with VoiceFlow and other chatbot creators, but it's really nice that you can do this within ChatGPT and they're integrating with so many other things. And yeah, okay, that's the emergency pod. That's everything. And I'm really excited for this. There's oh, going to be working so hard on this to figure out all the ways we can integrate this into companies and my, my own, like my personal stuff as well. I, I really want to go make a robot. And yeah, that's the pod. So uh, definitely if you're interested in this and you want to know more, you want more information, you need a company automated, anything AI related or any questions, uh, reach out to me at... Or what is it? I think it's Jacob at workfullpilot.ai. Try there. And if that doesn't work, then Jacob Ferrari on LinkedIn. Um, you can do Jacob Ferrari underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And I think that's all my socials. But uh, yeah, just Google Jacob Ferrari. You can probably figure it out. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Peace. <laughs>